welcome, welcome to another episode of the Afro Excursioner Podcast. I am your host, Lionel Harris. Here I am, episode 11, and I am taking you this time on an excursion around the city of Albany. And what I wanted to do was, I wanted to first ask you guys, have you ever driven by these statues here in the city and those memorials that you see in the city and wondered, I wonder what that exactly represents? you know, things of that nature. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But keeping true to my my podcast roots here, I was curious about that, so I figured I'd look into it. So here we go. So I first want to take you over to Washington Park. That's the highlight park here in the city of Albany. And truth be told, there are, I believe, four to five different statues over there in that park. And I'm going to first start off with the, the biggest one, and it's called the King Fountain. You know, when you go to the Lark Fest, or not so much the Lark Fest, but when you go to the Tulip Fest and you're over there in Washington Park, and in addition to seeing all those beautiful flowers and beautiful tulips, there's that big fountain over there. And it's called the King Fountain because there was a King family, not not Martin Luther King family, not that family, but there was a King family here in Albany that had a lot of money and were very gracious, and they wanted this fountain built here in Washington Park. Therefore, the King Fountain. And when they had had it, you know, authorized to get built, they wanted something to make it stand out. So the developer of the statue, there's a statue of Moses at the top. If you ever noticed at the top of the fountain, there's this statue. And that statue was supposed to be Moses on top of Mount Horeb. And in this statue, it's Moses with his arms stretched out wide. He has a staff in one hand. And it's said that in the Old Testament on Mount Horeb is where he took his staff and he pounded it on the mountain and water proceeded to flow, thus helping the Israelites Israelites down below who were in desperate need of water. They were facing drought situations, drought conditions. That's the whole significance of why he is at the very top. So instead of it being called the King Fountain, it's actually called the Moses Fountain because of that reason right there. If you also notice, there are four statues around Moses on the fountain as well. I never really noticed those, but they each represent, they're supposed to represent Israelite slaves. But each of those represent a part of life. And the first one, one of the ones, it's infancy. And then the next one is called childhood. And then the next one is called adulthood. And then the last one is called old age. Those are the four representations of the statues that you see surrounding Moses at that King Fountain over there. My bad, the, the Moses Fountain. Another item that's over there in the park, another statue, is called the Robert Burns statue. Now, Robert Burns was this famous Scottish poet. And the story behind it is there was a very rich Scottish woman here in Albany. And when she died in her will, she wanted in her will a statue of Robert Burns dedicated in the park, in Washington Park. So therefore, that's where he came about. Robert Burns. That's another one over there. There's another one called the Marinus, Colonel Marinus Willette. And it's actually a a huge boulder stone 
with a plaque on there. And Colonel Ouellette was famous for fighting in the French and Indian War. He was just a you know war hero. And this was dedicated to him because it said for his patriotic sense of duty and his patriotic service to the city of Albany, residents of Albany, and people up and down the Mohawk. If you remember, French and Indian War was fought in this area, and there were a lot of, there's still a lot of Mohawk and Indian French-sounding names around this area, and he was famous for fighting in that. So that's where that came from. Then there's Henry Johnson. Can't forget him. He's also over there in Washington Park. They have a bust of him. Now, I learned that a bust is simply a item that's made of this person, but it symbolizes from the chest up. And that's what a bust is. Now, the story of Henry Johnson, I'm sure most of you are aware. If not, Henry Johnson was a famous World War I legend. Actually, not even a hero so much. He's a legend, and he's from here in the Albany area. And the story goes that back in 1918, him and some of his comrades were on guard duty over in the forest in Germany, and they were attacked by some German soldiers. He fought off and, and killed five to six, maybe, and injured a ton more, maybe 20 more injured, and he was able to save his comrade. In the process, he took 21 significant injuries in that battle. And, you know, when I was reading about that, and I was thinking about it, and I'm thinking, man, when 50 Cent first came on the scene, and the big thing was he took nine gunshot wounds, and he survived nine gunshot wounds. If 50 Cent could do what he's doing and as popular as he is about that, imagine Henry Johnson, 21, and they say significant injuries that affected him. And he lived through that, came home, and, you know, it eventually caught up to him, the, the significance of his injuries. But, yeah, Henry Johnson, he's over there in the park. And I was also, you know, reading more and more about it, and it was telling me that back in... 1996 is when he finally received the Purple Heart. Now, remember again, what he did was back in 1918. He didn't receive the Purple Heart until 1996. And then I also was finding out that he didn't get the Distinguished Service Cross until 2002. I mean, come on, man. 1918... 2002 is when he got that. And then to add, you know, the ultimate, he finally receives his Medal of Honor, but he didn't get that until 2015. And that was by way of President Obama. As you know, there is a street named after him. It used to be Northern Boulevard, but now it's called Henry Johnson Boulevard. I wonder how many people, you guys still call it Henry Johnson by now, or do you still slip up once in a while and call it Northern Boulevard? I've gotten pretty good. I, I call it Henry Johnson all the way now. I don't. When it first came about, I was still calling it Northern Boulevard, but now it's Henry Johnson to me. A couple other tidbits. You know, um, he has a Remembrance Day. It's June 5th. June 5th is the Remembrance Day here in the city of Albany because that's the date of when he joined the Harlem Hellfighters. That was his infantry unit, the 369th Infantry Regiment the Harlem Hellfighters out of Harlem, New York. And he joined on June 5th, 1917. So every year, June 5th, is we here in the city of Albany commemorate Henry Johnson Day. I also learned that there is another park here in Albany, Henry Johnson Park. 
that has another bust of him over there as a scavenger hunt. I wasn't going to tell you where that Parker is located because I'm sure all of you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you credit. Maybe you do know where it is, but if you don't know where it is, it's over at the corner of Livingston and Henry Johnson. There's a little pocket park, as they're called, and it's commemorated for him, Henry Johnson. Another tidbit for him, about him, he's his son, he had a son, Herman, Herman Johnson. Herman Johnson was one of the famous Tuskegee Airmen. You've heard of them by now. They were um, most famous for flying the bomber escorts in World War II, the black bomber escort unit that they were part of. And and so, yeah, son was a, you know, Tuskegee Airman. I'll leave Henry Johnson with this. How many of you also can find or know where it's located here in the city of Albany? There's a huge mural of Henry Johnson and some of the members of his regiment that's here in the city of Albany. I would tell you where it is, but I'm not going to tell you where it is, only because I think you should do a little bit of homework and see if you can find it. Now, do I expect for you to lose sleep over finding it? Of course not. Do I expect for you to care enough to find it? I do. I really do, because this is a national figure, actually international figure, because he was famous in France, because he ended up having to fight for the French. And so, yeah, I, I think that that's a little bit of a homework assignment that you should try to do. I'll give you a hint. It is over in the Arbor Hill section of the city. And it's on the side of a building. I'm not going to tell you the street. I don't, I'm not going to tell you that it's off of Clinton Avenue. I'm not going to tell you that. Anyway, moving on. There's also another person in that park. His name is Dr. James Armsby. Now, Dr. Armsby was not an Albany native. And so remember again, not every statue has to be for someone that's located from here in the city. This person, Armsby, was not. He was from Connecticut. But he was also very famous for being the co-founder of Albany Medical College. He was a huge contributor to Albany Law School. And he was one of the people that first helped bring the YMCA here to the city of Albany. So yeah. Washington Park. I mean, so the next time you're walking around over there looking at those tulips, make sure you take the time to, to check out some of these other statues that are located in there as well. So I'm going to jump off of that. So now I'm heading over here to Academy Park. Academy Park is over there by the Capitol. It's off of, um, I don't know, is it, is it State Street or Washington Ave? Anyway, it's part of the school district property now. We call it downtown or we call it um that's where the offices are for the school district all the administrative offices are located the superintendent and all those kind of people they're over there at academy park and within the park there are a couple of statues i never really noticed a man and i used to work at academy park and when i think about it i used to actually sit in <laughs> i used to sit at the base of this one statue but never really gave two whatever's about what it represented but come to find out that the one statue in there that I sat in front of all the time was a guy by the name of Joseph Henry. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Joseph Henry. I was not familiar with him until I did this little bit of homework and research. He was famous for electromagnetism. That was um, his claim to fame for his science work. And electromagnetism, magnetism rather, 
is when you use, um, you take electrical energy and conduct it into a mechanical source. So the, the best way to, to think of electromagnetic work would be mm, maybe your air conditioner, how that works and operates, the refrigerator, and probably the biggest thing that you need to think of in terms of electromagnetism is the rotary motor. That's Remember back in the day when you had those little science projects, you had to take a battery and you get a couple of wires and you hook it up to this little motor thing and you could either make that motor into a fan or you make it spin around when you touch the batteries to the little wire connectors. Think of that, but on a larger scale. That is electromagnetism. I keep saying that word wrong, but you know what I mean, Electro magnetism and I don't think I don't think it's part of that whole remember the X-Men and Magneto <laughs> you remember that dude because he had those magnetic powers he could make stuff move around with his he had that helmet on and he could move things with with magnets and with energy I don't believe it's based on that but you know then again I don't I don't remember and he you know in addition to that this guy was also the first secretary of the Smithsonian Institute we all know how big the Smithsonian is. And this guy was the first secretary of the Smithsonian Institute. You know, those statue here in Albany, New York. Who, who knew? Back in 1927 is when it was do donated or dedicated. Also, in addition to the park, there's a, um, there's a guy who sits on a bench in there. And it's a statue. It's called the Sit By Me statue. And it's dedicated to Louis Swire. Louis Swire was the chairman of SPAC up there in Saratoga. He was a big donor and philanthropist here in Albany area. And um, he was a master builder and developer. And so they dedicated this particular statue of him sitting at this park bench over there in Academy Park. And inside the egg, there's the Swire Theater. Yeah, it's named after that guy. And again, Lewis Swire, this was do donated, dedicated back in 1992 is when that statue was, was dedicated over there. So who knew, right? So, you know, we're going to keep going. There's another one over there by the state capitol. It's the Philip H. Sheridan. And that was do donated in, or dedicated in 1916. Now, there was some debate about this guy. He was a famous um, Civil War general. And um, there was some debate about whether or not he was actually from Albany or where he was actually from. I guess the story tells it that he claims, or the family claims that, yeah, he was from Albany, but when they got here from Ireland, he was two weeks old when they got to Albany. So I guess, I don't know, does that count? Was he born here in Albany or was it the fact that he got here at two weeks old and was in the area. Does that mean he's an Albany resident? Or was he born in Albany? Who, at the end of the day, who cares? I guess. But someone somewhere does. Story tells it that he was this famous Civil War general. One of the generals in the Civil War. And he was a short dude. I, listen, I ain't knocking his height. But he was 5'5". Five five, and the nickname that President Lincoln called him was Little Phil. That was his nickname. And um, he was famous again for being a Civil War general. He fought in a lot of the, the battles. And then when he got moved, his post was moved out west. He also, in his service, was, you know, they helped. 
And this where it gets kind of dicey and cloudy. Um, when he was when this was dedicated in 1916, there were a lot of people that said, you know, I don't know if this guy should get a, a statue in his honor because, especially when he moved out west and was part of the Western campaign of the army, he did some some kind of mm, some stuff that was was questionable. And and some of the questionable things that he did was part of the army, as you know, they weren't always trying to emancipate the slaves and all the good stuff. They did some lot of dirty things, a lot of bad things, questionable things. And some of the things that he did was towards the Indians. And um, a lot of people didn't think that based on his scorch earth policies, he did a lot of scorch earth stuff between moving the Indians and, and helping to guide, guide. Indians towards reservations and so forth. Yeah, he was very guilty of that. And and so a lot of people didn't think based on that. They thought he was a racist. They thought he was a... Um, he destroyed a lot of bison and buffalo out there because he was really tearing up the environment. And, and a lot of destruction. And a lot of people protested that guy's statue being put up. So that was Philip Sheridan. His, his, he's located over here by the state capitol. You know the state capitol where that side of this capitol where those steps are? You know the, the rocky steps? Don't act like you don't know which steps I'm talking about because I think when that movie first came out, somebody had a thought and before they closed it down, don't act like you didn't think about wanting to run up and down those steps and, and do that fake rocky stuff that he did. <laughs> anyway, I'm moving on before I get in trouble. The next one is the statue over there by Townsend Park. That's the Spanish-American War statue. And that one was dedicated to all the soldiers who fought in those Spanish-American War. It was the Spanish-American War, the Boxer Rebellion War, and the Philippine-American War. And that's what that statue represents. And if you look at the statue, it has Puerto Rico, and it's spelled P-O-R-T-O. And I wondered why it was spelled that. I thought maybe, you know, that was the spelling of it. But truth be told, it said that it was spelled that way because a little bit of, I don't know if you want to call it racism or what you want to call it, but because no one really cared enough to understand the language and how it was written, they spelled it based on how it was sounding. So Porto, P-O-R-T-O, was how it was spelled. Not nice, not fair, because again, if you're going to take the time to dedicate a statue or a memorial or a monument, you should do all your research and, and get it right. And believe it or not, the other disservice to it is it was, the statue was created by a person by the name of D.C. Lithgow. D.C. Lithgow. He was the sculptor and curator of that particular statue over there. And when they went and, and put it up and they dedicated it, they spelled the guy's name wrong. And if you look at the statue, it's on there spelled wrong. It's Lithcow, L-I-T-H-C-O-W instead of G-O-W. I never knew that, man. And that's over there in Townsend Park. Townsend Park was named after Mayor John Townsend, famous mayor here in Albany. And the statue was dedicated by um, William Hackett at the time. William S. Hackett. And I work at Hackett Middle School, so you know where that's coming from. And John Boyd Thatcher. We're all familiar with Thatcher Park. Those were the two famous people back then that dedicated that statue. I'll keep going. So there's another one. There's a George Washington Memorial. 
That one's located over there by the LOB and Alfred E. Smith building. It's called West Capitol Park. And that was supposed to be originally supposed to go up over in Academy Park. But for whatever reason, they didn't decide to put it over there. They moved it over to where it is now. And it was dedicated back in 1932. And there are... 20 other statues of that likeness and we happen to have one here in Albany and we wanted it because we wanted to commemorate the 200th birth anniversary of um, George Washington and, and that's why we have that here in Albany now Philip Schuyler you guys are definitely familiar with that one because there's a lot of controversy behind that statue he's the one that's located down there by City Hall and you know, the, the talk at the time was he was very famous for being, you know, a big old war hero. He was a general. He was a senator. He was an assemblyman. He was famous and infamous. He was famous for the Battle of Saratoga, him and Benedict Arnold. That was before he jumped ship, that Benedict Arnold guy. But he was also infamous on some other stuff as well. He was infamous because he lost the Battle of Ticonderoga, Fort Ticonderoga up there. He lost that. He was infamous for having slaves. Now, they said he was the largest slave owner here in the area at that time. But as they tried to paint slavery as not being so bad, the storyline behind his slaves were that they were skilled laborers. They were not plantation workers. So I guess that makes a little bit of a difference. Hmm, I guess if I had to choose my choice of slavery, I'd would I want to be a plantation slave or would I want to be a skilled laborer? Or how about this? How about not being a slave at all? I think I'd choose that one instead. Anyway, I also learned that his daughter, Elizabeth or Eliza, was married to Alexander Hamilton. I didn't know that. So when Lynn Miranda was running around doing that Hamilton show, there's a little bit of, you know, tie-in with that. Philip Schuyler, Albany. His daughter, Elizabeth, or Eliza, was married to that dude. And I hate to spoil the storyline, but I guess Alexander Hamilton lost in his duel to Aaron Burr. So I guess I won't be going to see Hamilton the musical after all, because I already know what happens. <laughs> I had to say that. But, you know, and I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave Skyler alone on this one. You know, the talk was... Let's take that statue down. Remember a couple years ago, they were talking, ah, we're going to get rid of that. We're going to get rid of that. They didn't know where to put it. So the family said, well, you shouldn't put it in a museum because if you put it in a museum, it's going to become a, an elitist artifact because who goes to museums? People who have money, people that can spend money to go to a museum where right now where he's located, you can see him for free. Uh, I'll let you think about that. Because that statue was do donated back in 1923. And um, at the time of when that was donated, there were only 2% of African-American population here in the city of Albany. 2% in 1923. And check this one out. There were 11,000 registered KKK members in the city of Albany in 1923. Wow, is what I'll say to that. I will end on the MLK statue memorial that's over there on um, Madison Avenue, Lincoln Park area. I don't know if you guys have ever been physically over there or if you even know where it is. How about that? Do all of you guys know where that one's located? I know where it's located. I've actually physically been by it. I've actually 
sat, you can sit over there. There's a bench inside there. You can sit there. I've actually done all of that. Now, did I go during the commemorative times when they would have those, you know, commemorations for Dr. King? I didn't go during those time frames. I never made the observance walks over there. I never did that. But I have gone to visit it, and it's really cool, and it's really unique. So if you get a chance, go check it out. A couple of tidbits about Dr. King. Before he actually, as they say nowadays, before he blew up, he was here in Albany. He came to Albany. He spoke at Wilbourne Temple, downtown Albany over there by the Capitol, Wilbourne Temple. He spoke over there in June of 1961. And the story says that when he was coming up to Albany, he missed his train in New York City. So at the time, Governor Rockefeller sent down a, a plane, his, per, his private plane, sent it down to pick him up, to bring him up. And he was hosted by Rockefeller and and um, the mayor at the time, Corning. So yeah, Governor Rockefeller and Mayor Corning hosted King while he was here. He spoke. And then when he was done, they flew him back out. And then they struck up such a you know nice cordial relationship that he came back again. He came back in October and spoke at Linton High School over in Schenectady. Who knew? Anyway, I wanted to take you on this journey. I know this journey is longer than my traditional ones, but this was really fascinating for me. And I enjoyed doing the little bit of research that it took to, to come back to you guys. And I also enjoyed physically checking out most of those that I've, that I've talked to you about today. I hope my show inspires you again to, to, to do something on your own, to get up and do those things that you've been thinking about doing. I know I always say when is when. When are you going to do what you say you're going to do? I hope you enjoyed this segment. I look forward to hearing and seeing you. Not so much seeing you, but you know what I mean. I look forward to next time. And as always, thank you. Thank you.